Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to Love Yourself Fiercely. I'm really, really excited for this bonus episode, but felt it needed a, a slight introduction. This conversation gets pretty passionate and pretty bold and pretty intense at certain points. And I, if you're an avid listener of the show, you're aware that there are certain things that spark my passion, spark me getting into the zone where I'm just so fired up by the topic. And this episode is no different, but I really wanted to take a minute and address a couple of the things that I say in the episode. I reference some religion. I reference specifically white women who are in support of the Roe versus Wade overturn. And I need to make sure there's context in place so that you understand that the fire and the passion that's coming from my heart is from the right place, for my opinion. And we all have the right to our own opinions. But I reference this specifically because I think it's so important as we talk about feminist rights and women's rights and and women's regression of rights, particularly in the States, but all over the world, it's so important for us to recognize our privilege. And this is a topic that has come to light over the last two to three years while we're really starting to bring forth a lot of the worldly issues that are still so prevalent for millions of people all over the world. And as a white woman, I understand my privilege. And so when I'm speaking about certain types of people in this in this episode, while I'm fired up through the passion, it's because I think we forget to remember how privileged we are and to remember that it may be easier for us to get what we need and have the supports that we need compared to hundreds of thousands of, up to millions of thousands, millions of thousands, <laughs> millions of people all over the world. And so please know that all of the comments that happened in this episode were from my heart and they are, I stand by my statements. I just need to recognize that maybe this, this requires some context in order for you to understand that I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not bashing anybody. I'm simply saying that some of us are in a much more privileged situation than others. And we need to understand this when we're having really strong, bold opinions about other people's individual rights. So I hope you love this episode. I hope it resonates deeply with you. I hope it fires you up to continue to fight for women's rights, to continue to stand up and say, we will not regress as women. And if you loved it, as always, please give Alicia a follow. She's extraordinary. And also share it on Instagram and let us know what you loved about it. Or better yet, send it to a friend who you know will love this conversation as well. Have a beautiful day. Enjoy the episode and I'll see you on the next one. All right. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to Love Yourself Fiercely. One of my nearest and dearest friends, and also my very first guest on the podcast way back in 2020, is back. Alicia Wrights is here. She is extraordinary. I love you. Welcome. <laughs> I love you too. I'm so happy to be back. Honestly, just talking about that. I'm the I'm the Attack of the Clones episode person. <laughs> We were just um, obviously shooting the shit before the episode began. And we, you know, talked about how as the very first guest on episode two of the podcast, we had just been thrown into lockdown and nobody really knew anything. And 
we didn't really know what was happening and everybody was just locked in their house. And we talked about, um, I'm going to refer to Alicia as Leash through this episode. So please, if I do both, they're interchangeable, same person. Leash was talking about empowering young women in the role as a teacher. And she's an extraordinary high school teacher who does extraordinary things with young women. And now you're doing some new shit, some new great shit. So I would love for you, first of all, before we even dive right in, because we're going to be all over the map with all of the amazing things that you are and do, please introduce yourself, tell us who you are, and tell us what's new. Thank you. I'm, you know what, I'm so excited to be back talking with you. Um, I love you dearly as well. And uh, so thank you for having me um, back on. So um, my name is Alicia Wrights. I am a a high school teacher, that's my day job. I, and I teach dance and phys ed, more specifically exercise science. I teach self-defense to young women and fitness as well. And those two things, dance and phys ed, feed each other really, really nicely. Um, they're creative outlets. They're um, great for kids' mental health and um, the ability to be in a space where we can all have discussions that you might not have the ability to have in other classes. So I've been I've been really lucky to be able to do that. It's it it's those courses have suffered a little bit over over COVID, but they seem to be recovering just like everything and everybody else. Um, I've been training for thirty years, thirty plus years. I've been teaching for fifteen years. Um, I practice Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I've been doing that for over ten years now, and um, so. And I've been dancing, oh gosh, I've been a dancer since I was seven. So I'm, I'm kind of bringing all that. And I turned 50 last year. <laughs> Which you would so, never know. Well, thank you. That's so kind. Uh, I don't feel it. I, I, think it's, I think it's my immaturity that, that keeps me feeling young. <laughs> and so I have felt over the last couple of years, like I really have something to offer other women. Mm-hmm. And um. And I'm a very, I'm a very proud feminist. We're going to talk about that um, a little bit later too, I guess. Um, and so I, I, I really wanted to um, bring bring something to women in my community. And so I have started um, Angelish Fitness, which is so. <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm, I'm, I've launched the TikTok accounts and the Instagram accounts and, uh, trying to get my message out, letting people know who I am and there are programs coming soon mm-hmm. for every level and every stage and age, no matter what your resources are, no matter what your abilities are. And I'm very, very excited to be working on that. Um, I, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you're so lucky you get the summer off. And I'm like, all it, all it gives me is a chance to work on all of this and, and give it the energy that it deserves. So I'm yeah. very, very excited to, to have this time to, to bring this to, to people. Mm-hmm. You know, and we were talking before about let's, let's collapse the last two years and bring it all back to exactly this, right? being feminist, Mm -hmm. being a a raging feminist currently in 2022. Yes. And, um, also, you know, 
bringing it back to our health and wellness again and fitness and finding joy in fitness. We were just discussing that the last two years, not only were so many people stagnant and sedentary, mm. but the, le- the levels of stress that existed for women in particular have really, really affected the way they feel about themselves on the inside, which is changing the way they look on the outside. And you and I talked about, you know, and I've talked openly on my platforms about how my body has changed significantly post throughout the pandemic, but here we are a post pandemic. And, you know, it's like, you got to have a moment where you just give yourself grace. You know, we don't quit. We don't say, well, fuck, we're fat. Now we say, can I have grace for the journey that I just endured? Because we didn't walk it. We endured it. Oh, absolutely. And I think there's a lot of things at play there. When you talk about women, I think a large proportion of the burdens that were perpetuated by this pandemic fell to women. Yeah. More women had to quit their jobs or greatly reduce their workload so that they could take care of children and take over education and care and mental health um, of their children and their families while still trying to maintain their own, at the same time spending inordinate hours of the day on social media, watching people's highlight reels, watching people living their best life, you know, that we're in different situations and feeling shitty about yourself because it's like, well, I don't have that. I don't look like that. I'm not feeling like that. And so I think it's, it's been coming at women from all sides over the last couple of years and and emerging out of this, I think a lot of us imagine that it would all, the analogy I like to use is, do you remember the Wizard of Oz? Yeah. When Dorothy's in the house and it's still <laughs> black and white and it's in the storm and it's in the storm, it's in the storm and then it lands and she goes, oh, and it's quiet mm-hmm. and it's calm. And I think we all imagine that it would be like that. And Am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah. Podcast? Are you kidding me? Look, it was it's bumpy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And and I think people are are just starting to get a sense of the damage that's been caused over the last couple of years, physically, emotionally, psychologically, with people's relationships, with how they're looking at the world, with how they're looking at each other. And, and like, there's just so much, right. It's, it's, it's overwhelming. So I, 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 I think that women need real information and real help. And I've had an issue with the, I'm going to use air bunnies here, the wellness sphere for quite a while with the perpetuation of just garbage information and then outright lies. And I think taking advantage of, of different groups of people after this collective trauma we felt is a special kind of pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, I, my goal, my aim is to clarify a lot of things and debunk a lot of things and demystify a lot of things for people. Because I, I think I think they, they really need that, some actual information, useful information to, to start to heal. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that I love about you and the thing that, the, I mean, you're going to make an extraordinary difference just 
simply because of, you know, all of the different areas of your life that you have kind of sprinkled your magic, right? With the youth, with your the people in your real life, you know, and now expanding that to women everywhere. It's like, the thing I love the most about you is you're, you, it's not just about physique for you. It's about like, how do we find love for self in all areas, right? And that is where you and I, have always kicked it off right from day one it's like you are my people because this is not about abs this is not about uh wealth this is not about success this is not about you know it's like when we look at all the trendy stuff that quote unquote sells it's like you can be hot and you can be rich and you and I are like, fuck that. Like, this is about how do you have an abundant life? How are you happy and joyful in your world? Because we just talked about the storm. Mm-hmm. And when there is a storm in our life and for women, there's almost always like a mini tornado going around with someone in some aspect of their world. We sacrifice self all the time, all the time. And then when the dust settles, right? It's like that Dorothy moment, except when it stopped, we were like in a battlefield after post-tornado. It's like, where Mm -hmm. do I go? Which piece of shrapnel do I pick up and address first? Right. And, you know, as a mother of kids with mental health issues and needs, as a partner of someone with mental health and issues and needs, as a woman who's managing a household, It's like, there's fucking shrapnel everywhere. And what I care about and what you care about is the work that we do in this world. The magic that we create in this world is not about one fucking thing. It's about women walking away from being in our worlds, being in our energy and feeling like they're capable. They're capable of joy. They're capable of happiness. They're capable of taking care of themselves. They prioritize themselves again. They see their worth again, right? Because all of that gets lost in the shrapnel. It's like hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. And you're like, who am I? Do do, anybody know that I exist anymore? Because there are days that it feels like that. Like, what about me? What about my needs? When was the last time I, I, you know, and I'm a strong fucking woman. And if I have seasons of life that <laughs> yes, I feel are. like that, I can't imagine a woman who feels even less supported than me because my partner it supports me wildly. Mm-hmm. My children mm-hmm. support my dreams wildly. Like I have support. I can't imagine what it feels like to be a woman who doesn't have that level of other strong women in their life saying you you've got this or partners that support them or coworkers who see them or insert support team here. If we don't have that, the, and we're walking through shrapnel, where do we land? Right. Well, and, and there was a word that you used when we were speaking before and you were talking about, you know, it's not about being hot. It's not about abs. It's not about wealth. It's not about things. It's not, it's about peace. Mm-hmm. So I have two goals, goal for myself and my goal for others. The goal for myself is peace. Just feeling calmness and peace. People talk about happiness. Happiness is, is an emotion. It's yeah. not, 
It's transient. It comes and it goes. I'm happy when my food arrives. I'm sad when it's over. <laughs> yep. It's that quick, you know? Um, but peace is a state of being. Yeah. And then my, my, my goal is to bring, to bring to other people is empowerment. So those women that don't have the support system, the women that don't have the strategies, the women that don't have the coping skills, that don't have the practical knowledge of how to start to love themselves as they are, as they go through their journey towards better health and fitness and whatever their goals are, mm-hmm. right? And, and I, I'm with you. I think, I, I also think of myself as a pretty strong woman and man, I've had some ugly cries over the last couple of years for various things, things that I can control and things that I can't. Yeah. And that that's been a huge lesson is to, to separate those things out and, and be in the present moment. And that's a really hard thing when you're going through what we all went through. Yeah. And I I love your, your analogy of the shrapnel. Like what, what do I do first? And the answer is build yourself up. Because you're no good. We all know that you're no good to anybody if you're depleted and exhausted and all done. You can't possibly help anyone else. But yeah, I, I, I think that that's, that's what we're all, when we talk about, we want to be happy. I think the replacement is peace. We want peace. Yeah. We want peace. Yeah. And you're helping, you're, you're, you're helping people do that. Like, you know, what an amazing um, resource and, and model for women to have is, I mean, I feel better just hearing your voice. Like the, the moment I see your face and it's like, there she is. Mm-hmm. And, and I think everyone, everyone needs that. It's 2022. We women are building each other up. We're not tearing each other down, especially not, not over somebody's dusty ass son. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, it's, it's time we've been shown that it's time for all of us to go, okay, we're not fighting each other anymore. We have the fucking patriarchy to smash now. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew you were going to segue us right in there. I fucking <laughs> So this, this episode is not supposed to air until the end of September, but given that we're going to address Roe versus Wade Ooh. and what it feels like okay. to be Canadian women on the other side of that, as well mm-hmm. as our strong desire. And I'm going to get real fucking fired up. And so is leash our strong desire to dismantle the patriarchy. Right. And like, I touch on this a lot in a lot of episodes, but before we get into that, it's really important for people to really understand my perspective on this, as well as the historic facts around feminist movements around divine feminine connection and sisterhood and community and exactly what my desire to build is. Okay. So this podcast is all about building yourself up and rising together as women and seven generations ago. So we're talking like thousands of years ago, prior to religion, prior to a patriarchy, prior to societal constructs and structures, the the goddess and the women actually held the highest level of power and not for the same reasons that the patriarchy did. They did because literal life 
creation. Love can also, can start a war, but it, it, it can end a fucking war. And there was something so sacred about sisterhood. We supported each other in grief. We supported each other in birth. We supported each other in sadness. We supported each other in raising our children. We supported each other in war. We supported each other. There was this unbreakable bond of love amongst women that literally ran the world. If we talk about doulas and we talk about midwives and we talk about these support people that are making such a, an enormous comeback into our medical world to support us in bringing life into the world, those were your sisters. Women brought your babies into the world with you. If that baby didn't survive because 3,000 years ago, they grieved with you. The life force through your womb portal was felt everywhere through women. So when we talk about sacred sisterhood, that's what I'm referring to. I'm not talking about let's go get a drink. I'm talking about when the world says that they can control our bodies, we say, fucking try me. Come at one of us, you come at all of us. And this is where I cannot and will not stand for religious white women already having this belief that they have a right over what other women can do with their bodies. I cannot and I will not stand for it because we are women and together we create life. Together we can change the entire structure of our world. And so when we talk about the breakdown of the patriarchy, what we mean is take your outdated, suppressive, oppressive, systematic way of quote unquote, containing people, essentially. Women. But not just women, all people, all people, but specifically us, right? Because we are the mm -hmm. life force of this world. Mm -hmm. And we will not fight you anymore. I'm not fighting. I'm just doing shit different and I'm taking women with me. Mm -hmm. When we stop buying into what you can and cannot do based on whoever says, you, uh, try and stop us. Try and stop us. It will not happen. And so if you don't like what I have to say, this podcast is not for you. Because I don't want to hear pro-life versus pro-choice. I'm talking about my body, my choice. The same people who are throwing around, oh, pro-life uh, are the same ones who fought against COVID-19 measures. My body, my choice. And gun control. And gun control. So, so life begins at conception and yep. ends at a school mass shooting. That's Boom. how that goes. Right. And people with guns have more legal rights than a woman does in many states in America now. Mm -hmm. And that is a problem. So both Leisha and I are Canadian women, and we cannot actually fathom <laughs> many, many levels of the governing rules in, in America. Because 
because it doesn't make sense. Nothing that has happened in the last two years between school shootings, gun control, um, Black Lives Matter, civil rights movements. Now we COVID-19. have Roe versus Wade overturning and COVID-19. These are, this is the universe's way of saying fucking sink or swim, bitches, because we're done. Mm-hmm. We're done. Let me bring all of the bullshit that should have never happened back to life. And let's shake this shit up because it's not working. No, it's time to mobilize. It's time to mobilize. And so yeah. that was my angry rant. I love it. Love I love it. I'm I would love going, to hear you. I, I think I, I think I have a, I have like a pump from listening to that. I have like <laughs> a, a, a shoulder pump. From, I, I mean, yes to everything you just said. Um, it has been heartbreaking and infuriating to sit up here north of the wall and watch mm-hmm. the and feel the pain of our sisters yeah in america and but you know to watch to watch women rise up to watch them protest to watch them say no to watch them support each other um is gives me hope Mm -hmm. and you know seeing signs like i will aid and abet yeah like just the the disobedience when that is when you and i have both been raised in a time of be a good girl be a good girl and do as you're told fucking no nope no no and I, I agree with you. This, it's, these are some of the issues and platforms that you and I connected on immediately. That mm-hmm. sense of, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this, this doesn't make sense. This serves a very small group of people. And the consequences are unintended and far-reaching especially for um, women, for people of color. And, um, and, you know, and they're not going to stop there. They're not going to stop there. Uh, watch this. I'm going to segue again. They're not stopping there. And so if people are feeling smug, don't. Because we, we should take this as a sign we need to make sure that shit doesn't happen here. People like to be smug about being in Canada. Don't be smug. Mm. Wake the fuck up. Clarence Thomas has already alluded to the fact, stated that he is coming after contraception for married couples. He is coming after um, gay rights and he is coming after marriage equality. Mm-hmm. The Supreme Court is coming after all of that. Yep. If we don't, if we, you know, and I mean, again, we're Canadian, we're not part of the Democratic Party in the States, but, you know, <laughs> you want to think the best of people go, oh, they're not going to do that. Yes, oh, they yes, they are. are. They've, they've already said that. And, and we need to play the long game, just like the Republicans have for the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. And band together to bring all that back. 
And in light of that, I went to my first pride parade Yay! this year. <laughs> Yay! Um, it was uh, almost two weeks ago in Toronto. They have, and they haven't had it in two years, a mm -hmm. giant uh, pride parade right down the middle of Toronto, down Young Street. And um, it was actually my, my, my partner, my male partner that talked me into going because I am an introvert yep, and I am a planner. And all I could think of was all the people, how people <laughs> it would be out there. Where am I going to go to the bathroom? How long is it going to take me to get home? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he said, you know, he's, he's an incredible support. You know, I'm lucky just like you are to have uh, an incredible partner. Um, we always joke that, uh, I don't like men. I'm attracted to men. Yeah. And, and he, he always jokes like, you know, she doesn't even like men. I don't even know how I got here. <laughs> and I'm like, you know how you got here it's yep. just by doing what you're doing. And, um, he, he talked me into it. He said, you know, I think it's important that you go for half celebration and half protest. Yep. And I, you know, he put it like that and I just went, Fuck yes. And we took the train in and it started out cloudy like it is today. And then the skies opened up and it was hot and sunny and amazing. And it, it was just, it was exuberant. That's the only, that's the, that's the only word I could use. And people were, they're not having it. They're not having this infringement on people's bodily autonomy. Yeah. Um, fuck no, absolutely not. Listen, if you're against abortion, don't have, don't have one. one. If you're against gay marriage, don't, don't get be gay in married. one. It's very, very simple. But see, this is, I think, where my level of rage actually comes from. Because yes. we are not saying you should be pro-abortion. We are not oh. saying you should be pro-gay marriage. We are not saying you should be pro-this. We are saying it is my fucking individual right as a human being on this earth to make my own decisions about my body, to make my own decisions about how I choose to share my body, to make my own decisions on what I choose to put in my body or not put in my body. You know, when when people, the, the pro-life movement likes to talk about you're either pro-life or pro-abortion. I don't think anyone is pro-abortion. No, nope. That's like being pro-appendectomy. Yeah. No one wants to get their appendix out, but sometimes it's necessary. Right. It's like this under this, like it's so fucking ignorant of a view to say that. And what mm -hmm. I say, if anybody who doesn't like the pro-choice movement and it still happens to be here, I doubt it, but if they're still here, what I'd like to say to you is God forbid it's your daughter. God mm -hmm. forbid it's you mm -hmm. or someone you love. God forbid yep. that their and, life and is at risk, that your child has been taken advantage of and is now being forced to carry a baby that isn't, that she didn't want, right. that was forced upon her to term. God forbid there's no medical concern that says you are now looking at your grown ass daughter and saying your life is less invaluable than the one that you're carrying. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to die carrying this baby, but that's God's will. I don't think that's true. Right. I think it's ignorant to say that 
you know, life begins at conception. Isn't that ironic though, when we look at all of the movements and the openness and awareness of all of the undertones of racism that still exists, of inequality that still exists, of, you know, pandemic measurements that exist, like all of a sudden life begins at conception. Mm. But in real time, how we treat actual people who are walking this planet, it no longer matters. Right. And, and this is the thing, you can't talk about being pro-life when there is no comprehensive healthcare, mm-hmm. when there are no supports, when there is no uh, eye to safety in mm-hmm. any place where people gather. Yeah. I'm sorry. That, you know, I mean, we could talk about this all day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so infuriating to watch. And I, I, you know, it, it makes me sad that I can't vote <laughs> in that space, mm-hmm. but we can, we can offer support from here and, and let women know that we are with them. Yep. And that we will support them because that that's, you know, and sharing, sharing these messages. Um, I know, you know, I share a lot of stuff on, on my social media and I know you do too. We need to flood it. Mm-hmm. We need to flood it with these messages that we see you, we feel you, we are enraged with you. We will fight with you. Yeah. Yeah. And we and are here for you there. Yes. To any American woman listening to this, or I don't care if it's today, tomorrow, or a year from now, what I want you to know is if you are in a position where you need support, I swear, I need you to reach out, reach out to any Canadian woman, any European woman who's saying we stand with you because we will get you where you need to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We will support you every step of the way to get you the medical care that you need to help you make the decisions over your body that you need to make. There, you know, there's a lot of trends that people jump on and say, I'm with you. And that even that pisses me off, but like this for me and for the women around me, this feels like it, come at one of us, you come at all of us, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, you come at my body, you're coming at my daughter's body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you know, this is how it feels. And so if you need us, we are here because your body is just as valuable to me as my daughter's because of what your choice is for yours reflects what your daughter's choices and her daughter's choices and her daughter's choices. And if we stop fighting, if we stop supporting each other and the quote unquote trend to be angry about Roe versus Wade overturned just fizzles out like everything else, we might as well not have this conversation, but it won't, this is different. And I think this, like you said, is just the beginning, right? We've been awakened to so many injustices that are no longer, we are no longer available for. We need to continue to strengthen the trust between us and and the people on the other side of the border, between 
me and that person who needs support and between you and that person, we are here. Genuinely, we are here and ready and willing and able to do whatever it takes for you, which you know, really is interesting enough that my brand is called the Femme Rebellion and we're talking about how to empower women and rise yes. into the dismantling of the patriarchy. And, you know, I just want to touch on, I specifically use the dismantling as a word because everybody's talking about the fight. And what I know is historically wars just create more wars. Mm-hmm. And so what we need to do as as we move forward in in the dismantling is we need to rise in a way that changes everything. And what Mm -hmm. that really looks like, in my opinion, I really want to hear yours is that women stand unapologetically and boldly in their truth to pave the way for what's possible to pave the way and be bold and brave enough to say, I will do whatever it takes to get you what you need. I will not stop because someone says I, I, I can't do that. I will not put my power, right? Because this is about unleashing individual po- personal power so that as a collective, we're able to make change. If I'm going to fight to the death for my child and I'm simultaneously saying what happens to you is, a, is as important to me as what happens to my child. This is different. And so it's like, how can we be bold, unapologetic and make radical waves in the trajectories of society to say, if I can do it, you can do it. If I can be this brave, you can be this brave. If I can use 10,000 people on my platform to make a wave, you can too. And the more we really, you know, I believe wholeheartedly, this is the woo-woo coming out, that that it was intended to be seven generations long because we have access to billions of people at the click of a button. Mm -hmm. This breakdown of the patriarchy, this radical movement for change has a ripple effect worldwide. And never in a million years have we had this opportunity, this effortlessly, this immediately to impact this many people in such a short amount of time. And so it's about our bravery as women, right? We got no time to burn our fucking bras. We don't have time to, you know, uh, fight with other women who don't agree or fight with men everywhere that don't agree. This is about men and women who are not having this shit saying we are not having this shit. And we need the men that are appalled at this to also be standing in their bravery because this is, I am married to an incredible feminist. Your partner is a wild feminist too. There are so many men out there that are disgusted and appalled. And it is so important that people say, we're not fucking having this. You will not tell me what I have to do with my body. You will not tell me what I do with my money. You will not tell me how I raise my kids. You will not tell me who I marry. You will not tell me that I should be a good girl because the rise of the rebellion is now. Mm -hmm. It's now. Mic drop. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, how do I follow these rants? I can't, you know, I, I was, 
as you were talking, I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only thing I would add to that is the fight starts with our own conditioning. Yes. And unlearning, unlearning our own patterns, our own limiting beliefs, our own memories of being raised and socialized to not make a scene, to not make people uncomfortable, to not make too much noise, to not take up too much space. I'm taking up space, baby. Yes. I'm taking up space. Yep. And I'm not going to believe you when you tell me about all the things that I can't do, shouldn't do, won't do. Just watch me. Yeah. And if I can be that little shred of strength for another woman while she's finding her own, that is my mission. Mm -hmm. And I've had some conversations with um, women close to me that, uh, you know, we did a lot of cocooning during COVID, right? And so this has been a season of reconnection, I think, um, for a lot of us. And when I started this project, this angelish project, um, I spoke to a few women that I was close to and they, they were sounding like just lost. Mm -hmm. And we had some talks about some of the things that, you know, I asked them, what do you, what do you think? Where, where are the points? Where are the pain points? What are the things that, and they knew, they knew. And so we would talk about those things and some strategies to start to move in a more positive direction for themselves. And they were so generous and so lovely. They had sent me messages afterwards just saying, I feel like a giant weight has been lifted after our conversation. I feel like I'm excited and motivated for the first time in I don't know how long to, to take control of my health physically, mentally, emotionally. I know what I need to do now. I know where I need to go now. And, you know, it, it, it makes me tear up thinking about it because it's like, yes, this is, this is, this is what needs to be happening. This, this is what we're here to do for each other. This is how we rise up together mm -hmm. by lifting each other up, by encouraging each other, by sharing what we have and what we are with each other, instead of hoarding it all to ourselves for fear of somebody taking it or competing. There is no competition. I compete with only one person, my younger self, mm -hmm. that, that poor little girl, that poor little girl. <laughs> mm -hmm. Here comes my favorite quotes, probably episode 45. I've put it in, you know, uh, the only, the only people we owe anything to are the seven-year-old version of ourselves and the 90. Mm -hmm. How can mm -hmm. we make them both proud? And when I reflect mm -hmm. on my life and I know you too, and this is exactly what we're talking about. 
if I can look back on my life when I'm that old lady in my rocking chair, knowing my days are numbered, and I can say to myself, I empowered women to see their own goddamn strength, to Mm -hmm. trust themselves, to believe in themselves, to stand for their truth. Take me now, baby. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Good. That's right. I read something recently and it, man, it just, you know, right in my little, right in my little heart. It was the person you are today is who you would feel safe with as a kid. Mm-hmm. And man, that, that hit me hard. Mm-hmm. And that's who I want to be. That's the person I want to be for my family, for my friends, for women that I'm working with um, in health and, and fitness. Um, that's, that's it. That's the goal. I want, I want to be that, that person that they feel safe trusting with their journey. Mm. Mm. And that is really, that is, that is what this whole episode is about. That is what this whole collective sisterhood rising movement is all about is how can we really create safety, trust, and love through our gifts and through our zone of genius so that we're able to illuminate other women's power, equal power, but different. This this belief that I need to overpower in order to be successful, better, stronger, you know, is an outdated paradigm. That is part of the patriarchy conditioning, which we didn't touch on, but you're, the deconditioning, the unbecoming of who we were told we were supposed to be is so incredibly necessary into to rise into who we were destined to be. And in this conversation, it's an empowered woman who knows her power, knows her strength, knows her gifts, knows her ability to change the the narratives in her own world at a micro level and a macro level. And that me and you are standing on the sideline saying, fuck yes, babe, instead of if she's powerful, then I lose my power. That's not, that's not what this movement is about. That's not what divine femininity is about. That's not what sacred sisterhood is about. That is not what strong, empowered women stand for. When we take care of us first, when we learn to tap into our individual power and we know we're powerful, And we know that our most important person in our world is how we serve ourselves, which ties in deeply to both our missions, right? How do we serve ourselves first? How do we meet our own needs first? How do we self-illuminate our own power source? And then from that knowing of how strong and powerful and capable and life-altering we are, We bring that to the world to say, if I can do it, you can do it. 
if I can be this powerful, if I can unbecome all of the shoulds, if I can find my truth and my authenticity and my gifts, my zone of genius and bring them to the world, if I can do that after all the shit that I've been through, then obviously you can do it too. And if I can do it and you can do it and you can do it and you can do it, then aren't we really just illuminating a new way of women to be safe, to be big, safe, to be bold, safe, to be courageous, safe, to have all the abs and not make it mean anything or safe to post a picture half naked with her baby pouch and not make it mean anything or to say, we will not fucking stand for this and not be afraid of the ramifications. It's, it's the deconditioning of everything we were told we were supposed to be or not supposed to be that allows us to find our, our magic, that allows us to boldly rise, that allows us to stand in the, re- in the rebellious fucking circle of rage that we're all suppressing right now in order to say we will not be suppressed anymore. We won't have it. We will love our bodies, not because they make us look sexy, but because they matter and they are our vessel for God's sake. We will love our wounds and our scars and our pain, our pain and our hurt and our traumas. And we will also love all of the pieces of ourselves that we know we haven't shown the world yet, our strength, our potty mouth, our fierceness, our wild, our sexual and sensual sides. There's so much here. There's so many undertones here. But what you and I really wanted to to bring to the table is like, You get to be it all. We want you to be it all loudly, proudly, and with no concern about what that means about you. Because strong women, powerful women who are here to make a difference in the world, whether it be through health and wellness or whether it be, you know, like the fucking preacher I am right now. (laughs) It's like, we want you to be all of you. We need you to be all of you. And it starts with us showing up in our zone of genius and empowering you through that so that you know that your zone of genius is needed. Amen. Amen. (laughs) A women. Boom. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that. I love that. I think we need another episode. can we do weekly episodes like can we just come and they'd be like fucking rants about the systemic (laughs) oppression of so many people let's do weekly ig live let's yes please yeah we should we should like start our own movement of like we should call it rage against the patriarchy and just bring really ragey wednesdays ragey wednesdays (laughs) um we should just bring all kinds of pissed off women who have a crazy message to share and just feminist rage 
Feminist Rage Fridays. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Leisha, I love you. Please tell us where my friends can find you. And then we really are going to have to to do this again, because I, I, I want you to dive really deep into, you know, what you do and how you really support people in, um, in their health and wellness journey and, and empowering them to be their greatest selves. But thank thank you. I I honor your time. (laughs) I think, (laughs) I I think our listeners probably have a dysregulated nervous system after this episode. So let's let's just give them a breather to, all right, let's bring it, let's bring it down. Let's bring it down. Let's bring Um, it down. So you can follow me. You can follow me on talk. It, um, it's at angelish fit, all one word, all lowercase. Also on Instagram with the same account um, credentials. And uh, yeah, shoot me a DM or um, look me up. And um, there are programs coming soon. I'm very, very excited. Woo-woo. And as always, I'll link those to the show notes to our listeners. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for being angry with us. Thank you for being ready and willing to rise with us. Um, it isn't it isn't often that I get this fired up on the show, but it this matters. We matter. Um, and it's important to me that you feel the emotion that we feel for you, with you, and uh, I, I we will not stop until we know that together we rise. Um, So as always, I hope you love yourself fiercely and fully today and every day. If you love this episode, if this episode resonated with you, please, please share it to Instagram and let us know so we can personally reach out and let you know that we love you and we're grateful for you. But also this is a movement and this matters. And the more we talk about it, the more ripple we create. So Thank you for being with us this entire episode. Leash, you're extraordinary. I love you. And um, I can't wait to see. I love you back. I I can't wait to see the impact that you create in this world with this new mission. And we'll be, we'll be doing um, part two of this episode real soon. Thank you so much, Kel. It was a pleasure. Love you. Love you.